Welcome everybody to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. I've been moving, so you notice there's no backdrop behind me. Very plain. We'll have everything set up next week and get back to business as usual. Well, we didn't even have a show last week, so coming back this week. Um, I am very happy to see that we had a fantastic turnout for Edge of the Rabbit Hole, where we had Lee Triana Brown uh, talking about reincarnation, a little bit on Psychic Kids, and even like Psychic Kids and their involvement in reincarnation, as I bash the microphone around a little bit. It's a little bit of a different setup, so I'm not used to it being at the angle it's at right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. We're going to get into a little bit of that as well on this show. Um, and it's, I, I'm trying to think of a good name for it. Um, so, um, do, do spirits recognize color? And what I'm talking about, um, or I could say, do spirits recognize ethnicity? Do I mean this comes from a lot of different angles? Do even like the color of spirits when we see them? Do they mean things? So a lot of different things going on here. Um, of course, with our current climate, I'm not going to get very political here uh, with this. With our current climate, this has kind of become an issue. There have been some questions kind of thrown about there, uh, thrown out um, within the paranormal community. I've had some of these questions before, especially when uh, we investigate locations that have like served the Underground Railroad or, you know, or old plantation that has had uh, slavery and things like that. So uh, we'll touch base on some of those different topics and issues. Um, like I said, I'm not going to get too political here. This is not about my political beliefs or anything like that, but um, it, it's a hot topic right now and it does play a bit into what we do as uh, paranormal investigators, those that are psychic mediums, um, those that are connected to the spirit world, and even throughout the connected universe. And it does, well, like I said, we'll get into reincarnation too here a little bit because it does play into that as well. So um, where I did want to start off, you know, talking about, um, you know, the current political climate and um, something that... I guess I want to point out, I was, I guess I was originally going to title, and I may still change the title of this, was uh, Spirits Don't See Color. Um, to a point, they don't. And when we do these shows, when we investigate the paranormal, I mean, we're cognizant of, um, you know, what history has told us about this particular location. Um, but we don't really, that isn't an issue for us, you know, uh, we know that history happened, much of it is, you know, very sad, you know, it goes back thousands and thousands of years, you know, it's not just recent, it's not just 150 years ago in America, it's thousands and thousands of years, horrific things have happened. Um, but something I want to point out here um, that I think is kind of interesting for you uh, loyal viewers that have been either watching uh, Haunted Road Media or Edge of the Rabbit Hole or have listened to the podcast because this will go up later. Uh, the Beyond the Shadows podcast that's on Spotify and iTunes and, and all that. Um, 
I've told the story before, and I will start off this story again that you guys are very familiar with. For new viewers and listeners, this will be a little bit new. My very first paranormal investigation. I've told this story many times, and you guys probably didn't realize something. So, in this particular story, my friend David and I are at my friend Lori's house, <clears throat> our friend Lori's house, and you know we're in high school. Um, it was like 1990 or something like that. And we're sitting in Lori's living room, you know, just kind of shooting the breeze, talking about high school drama, all that sort of stuff. Lori suddenly tells us, I think my house is haunted. Wow, really? Okay, cool. And, you know, I had had an interest in the paranormal. I'd been reading Hans Holzer. It had, you know, some other paranormal experiences beforehand. So I'm definitely very interested and intrigued. Um, I think at the time, it was either the year after or the year that I was reading the Amityville Horror. I think it was the year after. Um, it was around that time. So I'm very piqued, very, you know, very interested. So, all right, let's go upstairs. Let's investigate. So we go up there and, you know, we're checking out the wall, listening to her stories about how she tacks things up and things fall down. This is like the haunting of the house. There's an old family cemetery in the backyard, all these different things. So very, very interesting. Well, not much is happening in the room while we're while we're up there. So David decides to press his hand to the wall like that, puts his hand right on it. All of a sudden, he turns this bright, bright red, starts sweating profusely. And I'm looking at David. I'm like, oh, my God, what the heck is happening to my friend? And so he starts going like the wall to wall to wall in the house, seeing if there are any other hotspots like this, quote unquote, hotspots. And so this is our first little paranormal investigation. This is the moment that I knew that I was going to be involved with this for the rest of my life. You guys have heard this story before. Those that are, you know, the regulars down there in the chat room, those that, you know, have been watching Haunted Road Media for years, have seen the different videos, have heard the different podcasts, all that. Something you don't know, and to me is completely freaking irrelevant, Lori is black. It's never mattered. That fact has never mattered before again this is like 1990 it's a small town um there there weren't very many you know black families in the community um hers was one of them <clears throat> and she was a very good friend never mattered um and in fact uh the next year she graduated a year ahead of me i took her to prom true story i took her to prom show you real quick i've blurred out the images to uh, i i didn't go tracking them down and saying hey can i use your image so i just blurred out the uh so there we go there is i was a i was a junior at the time and and there i am putting the corsage on her you know it wasn't you know, we were a small town, 20,000 people. You know, it was it was a definitely a very white community, but it didn't matter. And me telling the story all of, you know, for all of these years that I have been, this fact has never mattered. So, you know, now in our, you know, social climate, it is is becoming a big deal. And, you know, this was 30 years ago. So, um like I said, I'm not getting political, but 
when we're out there investigating the paranormal and we're you know doing an EVP session or something like that um that is that is a question that we don't really ask you know um we don't really ask you know, what color are you um it it may if we are investigating um and I'll give you an example like the Cheney Mansion where the underground railroad was um that was one location in Jerseyville Illinois uh, for the Underground Railroad, and why did the photo not come up? I lost the photo. What happened here? Oh, I know why. Okay, hang on a second. Technical difficulty. Mike forgot to do something. Hang on a second. This is what happens when you are in the middle of a move. There are pieces you need. Um, dun, 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 okay. I'm going to have to put it over here. It's, it's on an external drive. <laughs> so um, I guess in the meantime, Victoria Monday, do spirits see more of a person's vibrational frequency like their soul rather than their ethnic makeup? That is an excellent question. We're going to get to that. Um, and yes, I, I believe that is the case. So we'll wait for this to pop up here real quick. Everything just froze for a moment. There we go. Okay. There's the Cheney Mansion. All right. Uh, wonderful location. So I, I do hope you guys uh, have the privilege to go investigate there at some point. Um, is Tom McNicholas still down there? So um, he, he has been there. So there is a secret room there where the uh, Underground Railroad, uh, or th this was kind of like a hidey hole for, for the Underground Railroad, um, this was actually discovered, um, well, several years ago, but it had been uh, blocked and uh, for a number of years. It was kind of bricked up, and it was when they were doing some sewer work uh, into the house that they discovered it. The round hole there, actually, there was a trap door that had gone up to the dining room. After they had discovered uh, this there, they you know, did a little you know, more searching around the house. Okay, where does this come up at? And when they figured out, okay, this comes up into the dining room, they were looking at the spot on the floor and they realized that the floor is a little different there, um, you know, where this actually came up. So they believe that there was a trap door from the dining room into uh, this secret spot. And so um, I think I just saw Tom McNicholas. Yes, I've been there. Yes. Um, Victoria Monday, Heidi Hole is not a technical term. I don't know what else you want to call it. Maybe a secret room. <laughs> it is very small. Yes, Tom. Um, the logs are not original. They kind of put them there as an example of uh, maybe a, a spot for uh, people to sit. You can go in there, do EVP sessions, uh, that sort of thing. It's, um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting location. So, um, you know, so people that do go in there ask the different questions about the Underground Railway uh, Railroad and, and all of that, which is interesting. Now, getting into kind of Victoria's question here, um, yeah, I have to kind of scroll back up. Quarantine Ghost is sending me the, the questions here. 
Um, okay, do spirits see more of a person's vibrational frequency like their soul rather than their ethnic makeup? So they do, like human spirits, um, they do see... They do see color. They do see gender. Now, I'm talking human spirits um, that are still lingering, that are that are basically earthbound, that are still lingering here on earth. And while I haven't seen this as far as ethnicity myself, um, I've talked to a number of paranormal investigators who have that, you know, when they're investigating a location like that and there is a spirit that is maybe attached to that location, that had been maybe a slave in the Underground Railroad. They do have to be very cognizant of that. What's interesting is I do have a story from that building that actually doesn't have to do with recognizing um, ethnicity, but does have to do with recognizing gender. And so, you know, we could talk gender equality and things like that. But, um, you know, they do recognize these different traits about us. And so this was with uh, P.D., Now, PD, this is his bedroom, investigating in this room one night, he purportedly does not like guys. Um, He's fine with women. He was a drunk when he was alive. Uh, There's a lot of crazy stories about his drunkenness around the town. Um, He would always wear his, um, this military uniform, even though he was never really in the military. He liked to try to portray that he was. He was a cadet, um, but he never actually made it as a you know full member of the military. But he would wear his uniform so much so, he would stink. He'd, he'd drink, sweat, be wearing the uniform night after night after night. The townspeople dumped him in, or a couple of guys at the bar or whatever, dumped him into a horse trough one night just to get him clean. Um... So maybe that's why he doesn't like guys. I'm, I'm not quite sure of that reason, but there was that report. So I'm in that room doing, you know, an investigation. And, you know, I started asking him, just I'm trying to be, you know, friendly to him and, you know, offer him a drink since that's something that he liked to do. Would you like a drink? And I start feeling this pressure on my head. Pressure, 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 pressure. I end up having to sit down. This is in the uh, the Cheney Manson Cheney Mansion investigation video. Um, there's three of them for that entire evening, and so you know, pressure, pressure, pressure. I sit down. I'm given a piece of black tourmaline that I keep in my hand to try to, you know, take that energy and put it in there, and it ends up cracking in my hand. Downstairs later, it, it ended up just falling apart into two pieces. Um, Ended up having to leave the room. Carol Singer, who was running the investigations there at that time, um, you know, said, yeah, yeah, PD put the whammy on you. So I have, um, in one of the encounters of the paranormal books, a story about, um, you know, the whammy at Cheney Mansion. So PD does not like guys. So they do see things like that, like gender, um, like ethnicity. Uh, you know, it, they do see that as human spirits. Now, I did want to talk, I said I was going to get to reincarnation. The interesting thing about this, when we go up to wherever that is, this seems to get cleansed out of us. Um, So that spirit form apparently 
that's gone. Because when we get reincarnated, we are reincarnated into a variety of different people. It's not like, okay, I'm like, I'm a white guy right now. I get reincarnated as a white guy. People get reincarnated as all different ethnicities. They get reincarnated as different genders. There are people that when they've done past life regressions, apparently have been reincarnated into an alien life form before. That there are, you know, that a soul is not just bound to this planet, and this is the only place that we go that we do actually uh, visit other planets and we are reincarnated into alien life forms at times. So, um, so that is gone at whatever that home world is. It is just, you know, your soul and your soul. This is where I say spirit has no color. Your soul itself has no color, but somehow a human spirit still lingering on here is able to see and recognize and remember those sort of traits. But when when we go up to wherever that is, that seems to get washed away. It's, it's really, uh, it's really pretty interesting um, how that seems to work like that. So let me get to some of these questions here that are being tossed my way. Um, yeah, Victoria Monday. Funny when I was growing up, we didn't investigate the paranormal; we just experienced it. Well. Yeah, and there are plenty of times when I was growing up that I experienced something because because I wasn't investigating at the time. Um, like my first, you know, significant paranormal experience or seeing the shadow person Tom in my doorway, um, you know, a lot of different things. But even now as an adult, it's not it's not every time I have um you know, some sort of paranormal experience that it was during an investigation. So there are times that I'm at a location not investigating and something happens, that's an experience. But when I'm purposely out there trying to research and investigate, that's an investigation. So, um, Guha, not only the race of a spirit is unknown very often, but also their sexual orientation. Can a gay type human male, female be gay in the spirit world? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I do believe that. Um, because, and so I had a guy that I worked with in, when I was stationed at NSA, uh, I was stationed at Fort Meade, I was working in the NSA building, and um, he lived in an apartment, this was an apartment, maybe it was a house, um, that had previously been the home to a gay couple, two gay men, and they were there as ghosts. And he had a working agreement with them that you know they, he was fine to have them still hanging around the house, and you know they had some boundaries that they set. But every once in a while, one of them would get like a little playful and, and mischievous and start messing around with things in the house, and and Bill would kind of have to kind of put his foot down like, hey, you're not supposed to do that. Um, so yeah, yeah, and they will certainly keep their sexual orientation as. Um, as that human spirit. Now, when they go to that other that other place, I, I think that whole thing's out the window. Because, like I said, you can you know, you can reincarnate as a man, you can reincarnate as a woman, um, you know, whatever. So I don't think gender really plays into that um, in that kind of quote unquote home world. That's that's like gone. Um, gender, ethnicity, um, any of that. It's 
it, I think it's one of those that there are so many more important things other than that. It's just, it's irrelevant. I, I don't think we have those sorts of attributes up there that it's more of, um, whether you call it vibrational level, you know, maybe there's some sort of, maybe there's data that we're stored in this vibration or what have you. Um, we're, we're not sure how it works up there. And there's so many different theories. I say theories. I know people have written like volumes, have written huge books on that uh, place that we go to. But I don't know how much of it we can, I, I take it with a grain of salt. I don't know how much we can actually state is true and accurate when, I mean, we're getting the information from people have had near-death experiences and I don't discredit their near-death experience at all. The, um, people have had these experiences report seeing very similar things. Um, what's interesting are the differences that they see and experience. Um, there are also those that do past life regressions, and some of these regressions come back with not necessarily this world and another life and another time, not necessarily an alien world. We get you know some of those in these past life regressions sometimes too, like I mentioned earlier. But sometimes these regressions are from that kind of quote-unquote homeworld. And so those are very interesting as well. You know, how how is this perceived from somebody that's having their uh, past life regression? Because it's not necessarily a past life, it's it's home, right? So it, it's pretty interesting. Um, another one from Victoria. Do you think you are reincarnated into whomever you need to be in order to complete your life journey to learn the lesson you need i mean that's a, that's a common belief that we're down here to learn a lesson we learn it perhaps perhaps i think sometimes we don't necessarily learn the lesson and we come back here to learn it again um and i i bet there are even times that we regress that we come down here and not only do we not learn what we are down here to learn but we i don't want to say forget but we actually, we just regress and, and we do things against lessons that we learned in previous lives. And so then we come back and we learn some more. Now, what it is overall that we're supposed to be learning and becoming, I can't tell you. I mean, there are, what, and what is it? You know, I'll kind of throw the question out there. What exactly is it? Are we supposed to just be becoming the best soul that we could possibly be you know what is the best soul what what is what does the ideal look like you know the nicest greatest happiest person in the world i don't know um you know i i i don't i i can't say it's an intelligence thing i have how many people have seen defending your life right um so those that are like the lawyers for the people that are coming up and going through their, um, you know, having their life review, these lawyers use like a, a very large percentages of their brain. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting take on what happens when we pass and we go into, um, into that world. You know, what happens to us there? How does our life get reviewed? Um, it's, it's definitely very interesting. And if, if that's the way it works with a review, um, I mean, gender, race, ethnic group, creed, all of that, it's out the window, you know. Um, 
I think it's just who you are as as a person. Um, Alina, the fam, some of us are meant to teach each other. Yeah, um, I think I think we're all here to learn things from people, from other people. Um, I mean, imagine if you didn't learn anything from other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even even when you go to school, you learn something at least from the teacher. At least I hope. But um, as far as like life lessons, you know, other than you know studies like math and English and things like that. Um, yeah, you do, you do learn a lot, um, by your interactions with other people. You know, it could be, it could be an interaction that you have at, at the store with somebody or in the line at, at Starbucks or whatever, or it could be a significant other that you're with for some time and it doesn't work out and then you move on. Um, but you've learned something, you know, from that experience. And so, um, yeah, and, and what do you do with that experience that you should have learned from? Do you make that, do you make yourself a better person in this life? So, um, so I do wonder about that. Like, you go through all these trials and tribulations in this life, you learn from it, you make yourself a better person in this life. When you pass on, does, I mean, do you get a, like a passing grade? <laughs> do you come back and, and you level up? I, I I don't know. I mean, I think we like to speculate that that's the case. Um, yeah. Tammy Heisman, wisdom. Yeah, yeah, wisdom. Definitely wisdom. So, um, all right. So there's a little bit, some other things here that I wanted to touch on. So, oh, I did want to throw out here. Because um, in uh, the Cheney Mansion, I was talking about the... Uh, the Underground Railroad, that room there. So one of my ancestors, uh, everybody called him Father John, John Rick Secker's full name was Johannes. Um, Tom, you've seen his grave. Tom uh, Tom McNicholas has been, has been to his grave site. So he did help with the Underground Railway. So I just wanted to give a nice shout out to uh, one of my ancestors there. Um, so now I'm going to go to Black Bear Church here uh, for a few minutes. I've had I've had people sending me orb photos again um, that have yeah and it's fine because some people are just like um, just starting to get into the paranormal and they're learning and so they, I've got a uh, an orb in a photo what do you think and you know it turns out to be dust but they're still learning which is fine but there are real illuminated balls of light and Black Bear Church here is a location in which I received one of those or I had seen one of those, got a fantastic photo of it. Um, and this is it. So this one is more whitish. There's a little, a little bit of a bluish color tint in there as well. And so, um, there's some sort of spirit, some sort of, uh, entity. And so a lot of times I'll get asked, do, does the color of that ball of light mean something you know does that define it as a certain type of of entity so this is where we get into like you know color of spirit um and, and it's a good question so on plenty of paranormal investigations i've seen you know white you know orbs white balls of light like that blue red yellow um uh, the yellow one was really interesting 
because of how it was transformative as well, where it was a bar of light. It was flying in the air. Um, you know, basically transformed into the translucent yellow ball. So bar of yellow bar of light, translucent yellow bar ball, and then it's um, dancing around the showroom of the boat. You know, what was that? So was that a fairy? Maybe. Um, does that make it a spirit, you know, or a fairy spirit? You now that becomes a debate in and of itself. Um, or is that just another type of being? And that's, you know, that's his actual physical attributes. Um, but a lot of people, we, you know, we as humans like to assign colors to all kinds of things. So like all the, um, all the shadow people stories that I get, you know, the different colored eyes. And some people will try to say, well, the different colored eyes means all these different things. And so like a, a, a red eyed one is of course all evil. And, you know, ones that have blue or purple eyes, you know, I have different functions. And I think that's just us because we like to categorize and compartmentalize things that um, to us, different colors have certain meanings. And so then when we see this in, you know, a certain uh, entity, then it must be what we believe this color to mean. Well, okay. So does that mean every person, every human being that has blue eyes, they have these specific personality traits and humans who have brown eyes have these specific personality traits and these who have green eyes have these other personality traits those who have gray eyes have these other and it's like every single person uh, that have those color eyes no i mean everybody has their own personalities so it's really difficult to say what is what a specific color for a spirit actually means of course everybody talks about the, like the lady in white um, you know, seeing that, I mean, that's an apparition, <laughs> which is, of, of course, very, very different. Um, see some other questions coming in here. Kathy Silento, uh, do you think the conscious mind, which remembers and knows everything, so to speak, after we pass, how would we remember that we need, uh, what we need to fix if our conscious is not with us or is the soul more? Um, yeah, that's, a, that's the, that's the, the question of, what are we here to learn? Yeah. Well, we have that whole unfortunate thing for the most part of having that type of memory wipe. Now, some people do remember past lives. When we had Lee Brown on here, um, an edge of the rabbit hole, you know, she was talking about her son remembering things from a past life. Um, and, and many people you know, do remember some things from a past life. So at times that deletion, that erasure is not complete. And I also believe that when we go to our like home world, for lack of a better term, that we remember all those past lives and who we were and what we did. Um, and I think it becomes not just a review of the life that you just had, but how that relates to all your other lives as well. Um, I think part of that erasure in, okay, we're supposed to be down here learning something, is that you're given a whole new life to work with. Let's see if what you're down here and you're supposed to be working on. I, I think 
that you're supposed to be figuring out what that is. That it's just not handed to you like, okay, this is what you need to work on. Go work on it. You know, it would be like, you know, you're given, you're, you're given a task to cut down, you know, a hundred trees and you're like, oh, I'll go cut down a hundred trees and you go cut them down. Or, um, your task is to, you know, build a thousand, um, I don't know, you know, lamps or whatever. So you build a thousand lamps or I'm looking at a, one of my guitars, you know, you have to write so many songs. And so you write so many songs. I mean, that's, it, it, it's not cut and dry like that. Um, it, the discovery of it is part of the process. And when you discover for yourself what that is, you're able to learn and retain it much, much better than it's, if it's just told to you. Um, it's that old saying, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Somebody can tell you this is the way you need to go. Uh, this is what you need to do. But it's a lot different than you discovering for yourself that's what you need to do and that's where you need to go. Uh, when that when that clicks in your mind, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing, you know, now you're on that journey that you're supposed to be and you know it through and through. When somebody else tells you, you're always kind of like, oh, I don't know. They could be right, but maybe not. And they could be trying to drill into you, no, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do. But a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. So I hope that explained it. All right. Um... So let's see. Um, that's interesting, Betty. So she says, my father did not believe in ghosts, but did believe in a spirit of a person. He was born in 1897. So, so I'm going to ask, I guess. So he believed the person had a soul, and I'm, I'm guessing, you know, went on to heaven or, or whatever his beliefs were, but he didn't believe that they could remain as a ghost and haunt down here or hang out down here or linger here. I'm, I'm guessing that that's what it might be. Um, all right. In Victoria, I think I'm here to learn the banjo. Nice. <laughs> um, Scotty Fox, uh, I think spirits can manipulate the forms we see, so maybe colors aren't really relevant. Um, you know, or it just, yeah, I don't think the colors are necessarily relevant. You know, if it's a, it's a, blue ball of light or a red ball of light that, okay, there's an, there's an entity there. Um, you know, I don't think it necessarily, you know, has anything to do with their personality or, um, you know, what exactly that or who exactly that spirit is. I think it just, I mean, it could, it just even be an interaction with the environment. Um, so is there something about their spirit that when, you know, it hits, 90 degrees and 86% humidity that their spirit happens to turn a, a red color instead of a blue color or a whitish color or, you know, maybe that's being a little simplistic, um, but it could be something like that, you know, or if we want to get a little more ethereal or interdimensional, you know, is it, do the colors have to do with if they're interacting with us from one plane of existence as opposed to another plane of existence, like if someone's, if one of these entities is actually time traveling as opposed to another one is visiting us from 
the fifth dimension you know do those colors change um you know are some of these actually extraterrestrials and that's how they are manifesting here to observe us i mean there's a lot of different possibilities that these could be so um yeah it's um we could ask those questions all night um betty says mike you said he saw the spirit rise on the third night white ball of light circle casket three times rose lingered then left interesting interesting victoria monday wouldn't a white ball of light encompass all the colors since white is a combination of all colors uh ergo spirits would be white not a race thing but a combination of colors well yeah i mean that's kind of the definition right if you look at the color spectrum right uh white is all colors black is the lack of any colors so um and that's really difficult for us to understand as we grow up because the way for us to make black right as humans if you if you're going through your box of crayons is to take all the colors like if you run out of a black crayon is to take all the colors and you know mash them on top of each other but that's not the way it actually works yeah white is all colors um and so Again, as humans, we like to, you know, make a significance of that, that, um, you know, that means that we are from all, I guess, all wavelengths, right? Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting way to look at it. So, yeah, we certainly, and, and you're right, it's not uh, um, a race thing. It's certainly just the, the combination of all the colors. You know, and we, you know, we see apparitions usually as white. Um, the way we, we represent spirit a lot of time, um, like in our popular culture, movies, books, things like that, is usually as like a white ball of light or a white entity or something like that. Um, but again, it's not, we're not talking white as a race. We're talking white as in the energy it's emitting. So, um yeah, Sharon Lane, perception of color is an earthly, of an earthly object is different from person to person. So wouldn't that be the same for ethereal objects? So there is, okay, yeah, there is kind of the issue that some people are colorblind. So, you know, two people could be experiencing a spirit in a different way if you're talking about pure color like that. Um like I have a little bit of, a, of an issue between like dark blues and purples. Um, I will confuse them sometimes. So I don't really necessarily call that colorblindness at all, but um, sometimes I will have a hard time telling the difference between the two. But there are others that like, you know, either they're fully colorblind or have different problems with like greens or reds or oranges and things like that. Um, so there's, there's varying degrees of that from person to person to person. Um, so... Yeah, that, that could play into the mix as well. Um, so Sharon Lane, uh, great point. I worked in interior design and eye surgeon told me that human beings perceive color differently because light bouncing off of uh, the cornea. So yeah, it's, um, and that's the way color works. So, so your light source coming in bounces off of, something at a particular wavelength and then goes into your eye as whatever that wavelength is and so your your eyes your 
the cornea, basically the receptors in your eyes have to be able to interpret, interpret that wavelength, you know, in some fashion. So um, with black, basically there, there isn't, there isn't a bouncing <laughs> is what happens with that. Um, it is, it is lack of light when it comes to black, uh, which is kind of, you know, with white, it's, it's all colors coming in. Um, so, and then, you know, basically depending on the, the pigment that's in something, uh, determines that wavelength. And so the light bounces off into the, so I guess here bounces off or comes from that light source bounces off me black. So I guess it's not really bouncing. Okay, fine. Here, here, right into there. And then you pick it up on your end. Um, Tom McNicholas, I lost my sense of smell and would hate to be colorblind as well. That would be difficult. Um, I had a, a friend in high school who fell off a hayride, uh, banged her head and lost her sense of smell. Yeah, it was, that was pretty rough. Um, it gets really rough when there's like a gas leak or something. It's, it's um, yeah, if something's burning, it's not good. Ah, dishing out cookies, quarantine ghosts. All right. Good job. So, well, I guess I see Diane Hilbert asked, uh, she said, I want a, uh, a cookie, please. Oh, yeah, quarantine goes, who else? I'm just, I'm going backwards in the chat. Nice. <laughs> Robert Hannah thinks tennis balls are green. Um, you know, it's interesting to me, like older ones kind of were. <clears throat> so they were like, uh, um, at least to me, you know, most tennis balls are yellow, but there are some tennis balls that I think are like, a, um, like almost a like real light lime green. So I'm with you there, Robert. Um, so Victoria M. Do all stories from Ohio started out with, I had a friend who fell off a hayride. The story is not actually from Ohio. Um, she lived in North Dakota. I was on a uh, class trip to Washington, D.C. It was, um, it was a close-up project, and we went there to learn about the, uh, the United States government. And so there were kids from all states uh, that were there, and she happened to be from North Dakota. So there you go. Um, all right. So let me know if you guys have any more questions. That about wrapped it up for what I wanted to uh, discuss for this evening. So, um, you know, the, uh, the use of color in the supernatural and how, uh, you know, we have those social connotations with color, how that comes out in a paranormal investigation, how ghosts see color, what happens to color in the, the afterlife when we go to that home world. I always call it the home world. Um, People will say beyond the veil, but a lot of people also use that term as far as when we pass on, and they're still lingering ghosts. They're, they're on the other side of a life, but they're still lingering, so I don't really consider that beyond the veil. To me, beyond the veil would be you're in that home world, so I don't know. We have all these crazy terms, right? Calorie-free cookies, nice. Um, Robert Hanna, what is the name of the town you live in? Um, I'm now in North Ridgeville. I've come full circle. I've come full circle. So this was a town that I lived in the first three years of my life. I'm not too far from where that house was. I'm in a different neighborhood. This this neighborhood was didn't exist back then. Um, so I'm trying to think it would be that way, that old house. Yeah. Um, 
Tom McNicholas, why are there different colored orbs? We've been talking about that for about 15 minutes here, buddy. <laughs> um, so rewind, <laughs> rewind uh, for, for the viewers and the listeners. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm not going to answer the question because our listeners and viewers uh, coming back for the rewatch would have already uh, got that. Um, so, all right. That's going to wrap it up. Um, Victoria, I haven't gone by the old house yet this time. I did the last time I moved back to Ohio um, four years ago. That was like the first thing that I did. So I, I saw it four years ago. Um, yeah, it's not too far. I can always, you know, slip by there real quick. Um, let's go ahead and get... I know this is a shorter show. Um, but it's been a long day <laughs> with unpacking and everything. 